Hello and welcome to The Little Pod, a little podcast where we take on big ideas, ask the big questions and hopefully offer a big load of support for all of you out there with little ones under five. And this is our very first podcast, coming to you from Oxford University Press in, yes, you guessed it, Oxford in the UK. I'm Robin Belfield and I'm really excited to be here with you today. So let's get started. Today we're joined by Jess, who is mum to Eli and Rufus, who recently started school. Good morning. Thank you for having me. And joining us a bit later for what the experts say, we have Helen Freeman, the Director of Early Childhood and Home Education for Oxford University Press, where she works with the team creating children's books and home learning opportunities. Hi, great to be here. Thank you both so much for being here. Let's get started with today's big question. The big question. So today the question we're going to be tackling is, are you ready for big school? That's right. Today we're talking about all the things you worry about, your little ones worry about, and how you can make sure it all goes smoothly. And even if it doesn't, all the reasons that's totally fine too. You've picked the school, you've done all the visits, you've read all the material, bought the uniform, but what's next? How can you help and support this big step for your little one? Jess, I'm going to come to you first. Um, Your little one, Rufus, has recently started school. What was most on your mind? Well, he's quite young in his year. He's a June baby, so being a later starter was something that was on my mind. The fact that he's also um, young for that age as well, in the sense of his development was a little bit behind in a lot of aspects. That was a bit, con- a bit of a concern for us. It was more around mark making, communication and all the background things that they do as well. So the sort of physical mobility, he was a little bit behind on everything. I think he was just quite relaxed in growing up, to be honest. Um, and being our youngest child, we weren't, we weren't hurrying him along. But um, it was something that we did consider keeping him back a year just to sort of do him a favour before he started so he didn't feel like he was falling at the first hurdle. With life, we decided to to put him in the year just after he turned four because it it felt like it would be good to get him on that sort of developmental course and also financially, you know, it was just, it was really helpful not to be paying childcare fees anymore. Um, but that said, once he got there, um, on the first day, he settled absolutely fine. I was confident he would. He's he's generally quite sociable um, in that sense. So, you know, there were some parts that we weren't worried about. I know that I then went back to the car afterwards and bored like a baby. Um, but that's uh, I think that's something quite common amongst parents um, when big milestones like this happen. I think the early years of parenting, especially, you sort of grieve for all these stages that pass by so quickly. And it's a really common theme throughout those early years. But then once he was in, we maintained communication with the teacher, which was really helpful. Teachers obviously know what they're doing. Not only do they cater for the children and the stages of changes that they're going through, but they also talk to the parents and make sure that they're okay and address any concerns that you have. We did have some particular behaviours that we were worried about when he started. So from nursery, we were called um, a couple of times about some 
sort of mosh pit style behavior where um, I think because his communication was slightly younger, he would sort of tend to communicate with his hands a little bit more. So a lot of the children sort of created this sort of pushing game. And we were a bit worried that that would translate then into school as well. Um, But not the case at all. The teacher actually pulled us aside and said that he was quite quiet and within a group, putting his hand up and responding to questions was something he was he would shy away from, um, which we were quite surprised about. But it's always really good to maintain that communication with the teacher so you feel reassured in the parts that you're concerned about. And then you can then start to progress them in areas that they're noticing. So it's really good to have that two-way communication. Um, and all these changes come from just one child. I mean, they do that for all all the children that start who all have different areas of concerns the parents do and the children are developmentally different of course um with covid that was um, a particular thing that would have changed development for children in different ways because of course they didn't have as much access to nursery schools and preschools and settings so things like mark making i know that rufus was quite down on whereas other children may not have been used to being around other children so all parents would have had different concerns and I know that even between my two starting school there were varieties there as well um my eldest was a lot more confident um and so we were a lot happier with him going in but there are other areas that we had concerns on yeah absolutely it's a really big step do you remember when you first started school well um it was quite a long time ago so I don't have such a good memory on it but I do remember that um it was quite a positive thing I've got older siblings so I just wanted to be like them I wanted to do what they were doing and they'd go off on the bus every day and I wanted on in on that plus I had friends from preschool that were going to the school as well which was really helpful. So looking back as a parent what advice would you give yourself now? Well essentially the teachers are professionals they know what they're doing and your child will be fine. We didn't get access to the classroom but it meant that the children would settle much quicker and They were fine. He had a great time. Um, He came back buzzing, um, tired and and still is tired, but happy. Great. And do you think there would be anything that would help you feel more ready? I think just making sure that you read thoroughly all the preparation stuff, making sure you've got everything packed, you've got everything together. And also I noticed that some parents reach out before school starts to meet up with other parents and other children and that's always a really nice way to integrate them socially before they go into the classroom so not everything is brand new and shiny. Thanks Jess, really great to hear your experiences. What the experts say? Helen, I'm going to come to you. It's, uh, you've been listening to Jess there. Does, uh, does this sound familiar? It sounds really familiar. Um, Every year we help millions of parents and carers coming to us at Oxford asking exactly for the sort of information that that Jess has been touching on. Um, You know, how can how can you prepare your child? What's right for them? Um, Are there some things you should be doing? What are the practical things? What are the emotional things? And it's so important, I think, that you acknowledge that this is a big milestone for everybody. Uh, for the preschooler, but also for the for the parent or parents as well, and um, and it's something you should embrace and recognise and point to as a change and prepare for it like you would any other change in life. 
So what are the biggest issues that little ones face when they start school? Um, I would say that one of the biggest things is that every child is different. And so what might be a good strategy for, for one preschooler might not work for another. And we've already heard that when Jess is talking about her two boys. Um, but the issues can be really varied. Um, some, some aspects of starting school are about the practical side of things. It might be going to a new environment. Um, it might be taking a different route to get to school. Um, for other children, it's about the emotional aspects of starting school. Um, perhaps they've been in a cohort of children at a daycare or nursery and um, they're going to be going into a school where they don't know any of the other children there. So there are lots of big changes, both practical and emotional, that you're dealing with all at once. And then, of course, as, as Jess has touched on, the parents in the mix on this as well. Um, it's not only the child that is adapting to a new environment, new routines, new people, new instructions. But the parents also having to perhaps adjust their schedule. School drop-off times might vary to, uh, to nursery drop-off times. You might have to factor in breakfast clubs and some of those other things. And it can be, it can be quite a nerve-wracking time for the preschooler, but also the grown-ups too. You've already touched on a change of environment. How can parents help their child get ready for this, this new place? Yeah, that's right. So... Um, Fortunately, these days, about 97% of children will have been in some kind of childcare setting prior to starting school. And this is because it's an important phase to be developing some of those essential preschool learning skills. Um, that might mean that the care could vary. It could be something very informal and unstructured and you know, a playgroup with lots of toys and chaos and perhaps the parent stays with the child. For other children, they might have been in full-time daycare since they were babies. So it's acknowledging the, the physical shift in the environment. But anyone that's gone into a school will know schools are full of new sounds, new smells, new experiences and, and lots of rules. So um, preparing your child to, to go into that environment. And as, as Jess has said, it's thinking, what are they going to need? You can pack a school bag together. Um, perhaps do the walk to school or catch the bus or however you're going to take your child to school. Um, if they're going to go somewhere after school, it's familiarisation. Um, and same with the grown-ups. I think like any change or new experience, there are some practical things you can do to, to help you and your child prepare for that. Yeah, that's great. Jess, I know you had a question for Helen as well. Yeah, being a more formal environment, is there anything parents can do to help their children with school subjects? I think one of the most important things is remembering that your child's an individual and they will learn in their own way and in their, at their own pace. Um, and not to put pressure on yourself to attempt to be a teacher and deliver an entire curriculum before your child started school. And certainly not to put pressure on to learn to read and, and you often do see that parents think that their child needs to be ahead before they've even started school and it puts a lot of pressure on the parent but, but also on the preschooler as well. So it's not about knowing lots of things or being able to do lots of things. Uh, we would always recommend that it's focusing on some of those key foundational skills. So practical things like motor skills, is your child going to be able to, to do up the buttons on their uniform? 
Um, are they going to be able to put their own shoes and socks on if they get changed for PE? Um, but you can do lots of other fun things around numbers. So um, you can count the number of trees in a park. Um, you, can, you can count out, you know, the, the number of tomatoes onto a plate. Um, there are ways that you can start to introduce vocabulary and words that relate to, to numbers or particular subjects. Um, if your child's been in a, a nursery setting, it's quite likely they will have seen their name written down, um, perhaps on a, on a painting or some other spectacular piece of their artwork. Um, so it's really around familiarisation. And then probably one of the biggest things that's, that's a really enjoyable way to prepare for starting school is to um, enjoy reading together. Parents shouldn't put themselves under too much pressure. You don't need to know how to read. Um, and you hear phrases about phonics and levelled reading books, and it can be quite overwhelming. The best thing is actually just read with your child a lot. I think we've got some um, future sessions talking about the importance of reading with your child. But shared reading experiences, communicating, talk about the experience of starting school and how that feels for the child, share picture books, um, read road signs, um, introduce words to them, encourage your child to have some essential skills that help them to interact. So being able to ask questions, uh, being able to listen. There are lots of instructions in a, in a classroom environment. So if your child's able to listen and digest instructions well, they're going to be able to interact with the, their friends around them and, and also with the teachers. Um, but it really shouldn't be about trying to teach everything before your child starts school. Great, Helen. Thank you so much. There's so much advice in there. But if we we're going to look at the top tips on how parents and carers can get their little ones ready for big school, what, what would you suggest? I would say... Um, one of the things that you can do, as, as Jess has already indicated, is take advantage of the advice from other parents who've, who've been through this already. Um, teachers are expert at helping children have a smooth transition into schools. And, uh, and schools are very good, actually, at doing good transition programmes. Many schools will do things differently, sometimes with taster days, um, parent information evenings. And I would definitely encourage parents to, to you know, read the information, attend the parent sessions um, and not be shy about asking for help. If you're worried, talk to your child's reception teacher, talk to other parents because um, you won't be the first one to have had those questions or those worries and there'll be support and guidance for you every step of the way. At Oxford University Press, we have a fantastic free parent platform that is designed to do exactly uh, what we've been describing, which is really support parents and carers through a transition in school. Um, there's lots of advice and activities um, and anything really that a, a worried parent might have as a question. There's lots of support and guidance there. Um, so you can visit that website at www.home.oxfordowl.co.uk. And then just remember that you know your child best. You're going to know what's going to work for them as an individual and enjoy that transition. It's a really exciting time and you're giving them some great life skills to cope with an important change. And hopefully 
they'll come home on their first day and have had a brilliant time. Amazing. Thank you so much. There's so much there to take away. We really hope you've got some practical ideas from this podcast and that the idea of starting school in September feels a little bit less scary. We'll be back soon with another little pod taking on another big question. The question of reading at home. How to do it, why to do it, and what you should know about the power of words. But until then, my thanks to both our guests for sharing their experiences and advice. It's been fantastic to have you with us. And to all our listeners, we look forward to you joining us again next time here on The Little Pod. 